This is the Fire Life. Medic 11. We still have quite a bit of fire in the water. The podcast that takes you inside Adams County Fire Rescue. Adams County Offside. And introduces you to the brave men and women keeping our community safe. When the tone drops, we're all family and we all take care of each other. Uh, right now we have an outside fire. No, we got this guy that is here. This week on the Fire Life. Engine 11. Former college basketball player and current firefighter Joe Choncho. A lot of times when I'm training with some of the new rookies here, I tell them it's okay, you're going to mess up, we're just going to get mass reps back to basketball. It's very, very similar in that way. And former firefighter Jordan Long on giving back to the firefighter community and coping with the job. I think the identity of firemen and police officers is the macho you know, mentality, so to speak. But what I think what people are finding out is if you can just, just talk to a buddy of yours or somebody else that you think understands what you're going through, you find that other guys are in the same shoes. This is the Fire Life, Adams County Fire Rescue. And welcome to episode five of The Fire Life, a podcast by Adams County Fire Rescue. I'm Julie Brownman. I'm the PIO of ACFR. And on this episode, we are going to start off chatting with Joe Chancho, a firefighter here at Station 14, who automatically, I knew we were getting along because you are a basketball junkie and a basketball player. I was and I am. Okay, so basketball player at Metro. That is correct. Right? Where'd you go to high school? I went to Random High School. Okay. And what position were you? Uh, in college, I was a shooting guard. All right. Tell me about your college career. Well, it was wonderful. Um, it was a good experience. Uh-huh. Got to learn a lot, being away from home, meet a lot of people from all over the world, from Lithuania, Africa, Australia, Denmark, Norway. So we had people on our team. Uh, from all over the world. So it was fun to live with those guys, different cultures, things of that sort. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and how were you guys in your years? We, we, were, we were pretty good. We yeah. usually top, top five in the nation or so every year. So uh, we got a good track record down there. They've got two national championships prior to me. But it's a, it's a good Division two program. Who was your coach? You were there. My first couple of years was Mike Dunlap. Right. He's a pretty big Pretty big name. Uh, Who coached with the Nuggets? Nuggets, head coach of the Charlotte Bobcats, Arizona, St. John's. Wow. And after that, it was uh, his assistant coach, uh, Brandon Hayes, then became the head coach. So he, Mike Dunlap is a pretty wise man, I think, not just a basketball, but in life. What are some of the, maybe a life lesson, some advice that he would give you? You know, he did a lot of good things as far as, you know, if, if you say you're going to do something, do it. That, that went a long way with us. We would have to take a lot of classes on relationships, uh, how to eat at formal dinner tables. So if we went out as a team, we would look professional, uh, as hard as that may have been at times. So just just little life lessons like that that were just constantly beating into our heads. My background is in sports broadcasting. And I thought when I took this job, I thought, okay, there's going to be some similarities with firefighting and sports. And there are to a certain extent. Can you kind of talk about what you think about those similarities are? As far as similarities, I'd say, you know, just living with, per se, your team is is a big thing. The amount of time you guys spend together, eating food, uh, training, and just kind of knowing your role in the firehouse or on the fire ground, you, you, you know, your officers, your coach and your paramedics and other positions. So everyone does have their position, whether it's in the firehouse 
or, or on the fire ground. And it's very similar to sports in that way. So a cliche in sports is there's no I in team, but there's no I in firefighting, right? Or there shouldn't be. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> no, there is no no I in, in firefighting as well. We all work together. We all play to each other's strengths. Everyone on your shift or your crew kind of knows, hey, this player is good at this. This player is good at that. So you look to those people or those uh, certain positions for those certain judgment calls. I do think, too, where it stops, though, is that in sports, it's a lot about ultimately in pro sports, it's about me or you know, the individual, because they're playing for a contract or you're playing to get on um, ESPN to get on highlights. There is really no place for that in firefighting. So that's really where it stops, right? Yeah, I, I would say so. There really isn't any place for that. But you do, like I said, you do need to look for those certain people to make those those hard judgment calls. And they just don't uh, a lot of times get the credit that I, I think that they deserve when making those calls. In the, in like out and about, at a incident? Correct. Okay, so tell me a little bit more about that. Well, you know, the, some of our officers, they, they have very difficult jobs as far as what's our mode of attack for this call and, and, and how are we going to go about it. And time isn't usually on our side, so they need to make that decision pretty quick and then live with it right or wrong. So they have a lot of stress on their back, especially with the paramedics too on our big medical calls. Do they want to innovate? Do they not? Certain medications to give when you've got outside sources, family members that are, you know, kind of freaking out or screaming, crying. So tensions are high. So they have to be able to really focus in as well and, and make that good decision. They talk about stress in sports and pressure in sports, but then you get into this field and you realize mm -hmm. that's just <laughs> kind of not non-existent. Um, that's true. Yeah, you go back to sports and back then, yeah, there is pressure, but you go back to your training and, and you do so here. It's, I would just say, because that's where you are in that time of your life, it is a lot of pressure and the pressure now is just different. So I think because of our training, just like practice and basketball, you just resort back to your fundamentals when times get hard. So I think it's, it's just different pressure. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So you are a firefighter where you grew up. Was that always the plan? That that was not always the plan. Um, but for I kind of did want to stay in this area. I, I love this area. I still help coach in this area. I've got a lot of friends and family who live in the area. So it wasn't necessarily the plan. It it just happened to work out that way. I didn't know it would or if I would have the opportunity uh, for it to work out that way, but it did. So I'm, I'm very grateful that it did. What does it mean to you to be working in the area that you grew up? Oh, it means a lot because I get, like I said, I, I see people I know all the time, whether it's running on their grandparents on calls or friends or family that I know. So uh, it means a lot to me. I, I, I There's a lot in this community that I like, whether it comes to sports, restaurants, little other businesses. So it does mean a little bit more to me, I think. So some of the people listening to the podcast may know the restaurant, your dad's restaurant? Yes, that's up in Westminster, though. Yeah, mm -hmm. Chancho's of Highland Hills, uh, but pretty close to, to this area that we run. So did you ever work there? Oh, of course. Okay, so you kind of grew up like doing the whole... 
wa- everything. Yeah, washing dishes, cleaning <laughs> oil traps, whatever he wants me to do. And our family used to have a restaurant that was actually located here, 88th in Washington, was the original one. And that was called Mr. C's. And they had started that about 19, 1943 or so. Wow. Wow, that's deep history. So how, what's your path to Adams County Fire Rescue? How did you get here? So how I got here was after... After college, I was working some odd jobs um, with with my buddy Jordan Long, who's with us today, and um, also worked at at Metro State for a couple years. And then so one day, me and Jordan just kind of were talking to each other, and he looked at me and said, do you want to be a fireman? And I said, yeah, then sounds good to me. Let's do it. So we said, well, let's let's figure it out. What do we have to do? So we, we went to EMT school together, IV school. Um, found a fire academy over at SWAC. And so, so we signed up and went to school together, went to academy together and said, man, it would be really fun because we worked every summer together. Uh, during college, we would work together. We'd come home, so we would train together in the off season, and then we would go do our odd jobs together and pretty much just be together every day in the summer and said, man, it would be great if we could just work together for the rest of our lives and said, well, let's make it happen and so we went to the firefighter path if he was like let's be doctors would you have been like yeah let's do it <laughs> <laughs> maybe i might not he probably would have made the doctor cut to be honest i probably wouldn't have made it i could have been the janitor maybe at the hospital uh, but i wouldn't have made the doctor thing i don't think that's funny what did you think you were going to be growing up were you like uh a professional basketball player but besides that yeah well once i knew that wasn't going to happen either um like i said i wanted to be a sports announcer but really i really wasn't sure what i wanted to be to be Mm -hmm. quite honest um i probably really was going to maybe go the path of trying to become a college coach it's probably what i was going to do and work my way through the ranks that way can you see, and we're going to take a break, and we're going to talk to Jordan in just a second. Sure. Can you see being a college coach, but then you take it over to the fire department, it would be fulfilling coaching in some ways, like some of the younger people that are coming up. Do you find yourself gravitating to that? Yeah, I do. I, I kind of enjoy that, uh, whether, taking the, the newer people down and going through, so what do you know about this? And just to kind of pick their brain and tell them, well, you know, well, this is what I know. This is how we do it. And then try to revert back to when we were training in basketball. It was just, it was really just all about just getting reps, mass reps. So a lot of times when I'm training with some of the new rookies here and I'm tying knots or we're working on throwing a ladder or something, I tell them it's okay. You're going to mess up. We're just going to get mass reps until you don't have to think about it anymore. So I think when it comes to training here, back to basketball, it's very, very similar in that way. We're going to talk about more basketball. We're going to talk about with Jordan Long about uh, your guys' relationship and what you guys are doing or what, what Jordan's doing. And I know you've taken part in that. It's a really cool program. We're going to talk about that next, but first a message from our fire prevention group. I'm Bianca Chancho, Life Safety Educator at Adams County Fire Rescue. Thanksgiving is a time for family and holiday traditions that includes cooking, so fire safety is important. With the speed of deep frying a turkey, the irresistible flavor, and juiciness that results, turkey frying has become a Thanksgiving tradition for some. But turkey fryers have the potential to cause fire and serious injury, which is why the National Fire Protection Association advises against using them. However, if you plan to deep fry your holiday bird, be sure you take these precautions to protect yourself, your guests, and your home. 
Keep outdoor fryers off decks, out of garages, and a safe distance away from structures. Make sure the turkey is thawed and dry before cooking. Ice or water that mixes into hot oil can cause flare-ups. Leave two feet between the tank and the burner when using a propane-powered fryer. Purchase a fryer with temperature controls and watch the oil temperature carefully. Cooking oil that is heated beyond its smoking point can catch fire. If you notice the oil is smoking, turn the fryer off. Adams County Fire Rescue is here for you when you need us. But of course, we would rather help prevent any emergencies before they occur. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We are back on episode five of The Fire Life, and we talked about him, and now he's here with us live in person, Jordan Long. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're welcome. I mean, there's a ton of things that we're going to talk to you about, and I want to talk to you guys about. I got to start with hoops, please. Um, Absolutely. So when I first met you, Joe, Mm -hmm. um, you were telling me about the business that you're involved with, with Jordan, or work with Jordan Mm -hmm. on in basketball. So can you guys tell me what you've got going on? Because it seems uh, pretty successful. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, you know, Joe and I, um, when we got done playing college ball, we always talked about, you know, just continuing giving back. Um, working with kids was always something that we talked about. And we started off just each of us kind of doing our own trainings, uh, working with different people. And then in 2013, we got with a guy named Galen Harkness. And uh, we started EYG basketball and EYG stands for elevate your game. Um, And we're at a point now where we're up at the sports stable. Uh, We started off just nice and small, running some camps and clinics and doing this on the side of firefighting. And, and now we're to the point where we run year round training programs. We have camps and clinics, uh, all ages, uh, kindergarten, all the way up to to college players. Uh, We have about seven trainers that work for us that uh, train kids full time. Uh, we're involved with the Rough Riders basketball club program up there that we helped start. Um, so kind of just a multitude of things that that involve coaching and, and helping kids reach their potential. I did a very poor job of letting everybody know that you you guys work together. Mm-hmm. You started SWAC, mm-hmm. and you also a firefighter at Adams County Fire Rescue. Yeah. So that's how you guys know each other, but you played against each other, right? Played, yeah, correct. Played, played with each other through throughout uh, high school on a traveling team. So played together for about four years, and then played against each other in college in, in the same conference. So that was fun. Yeah. How long did it take for the business to really? I mean, from what you guys had talked about about wouldn't this be cool to kind of reach where it is? You know, it it morphed a couple different times. Um, all three of us, uh, you know, Galen and myself. <laughs> He was a teacher. I was a firefighter. Joe was a firefighter. So there wasn't a ton of time to, to put forth the effort that, that really needed to to make it what it is today. Um, but just years of, of spending in the gym, even with maybe one kid showing up to your program, but really enjoying the fact that even if there's one kid in the gym, whether there's one or 100, each one matters. And uh, we, we really didn't cancel. Um, I think that was the biggest thing early on. It was like, ah, this isn't financially worth it. Uh, but we gave each kid that came into the gym uh, the same type of coaching and love that, that we felt they deserved. So I'd say that's really what, what took it to where it is now. How important is it doing what you do and knowing what you see and kind of what you experience and um, to have something away from this? And did that the basketball fulfill that? Oh, oh absolutely. I think having something positive to look forward to outside of work is huge and being able to be in the gym with the kids and and continue to do something that 
I've done my whole life and, and love to do, I think is huge. But then being able to teach those kids that give them some perspectives and talk about, well, you know, we might see certain things at work. And so you guys should be grateful that you're here and that your parents allow you to come here. So this is why we need to work hard daily and just see those kids understand that and, and then work hard and see them grow over months and years is fulfilling. We mentioned in the last segment that you got obviously how tight you guys are and that you had said, okay, you want to be a firefighter and Joe, you're like, yeah, we're going to do it. How fulfilling was that for you guys to be great buddies and then work together? It was awesome. I mean, you know, to be honest, he didn't share the full story. We started, you know, working together when we were 15 we started a window washing business when we were 15 years old and, and, uh, every summer. You know, it was it was wash windows together and uh, go to Waterworld in the afternoons, and then that carried over into into college. Like he said, when we would come back for the summers, we'd get right back to the window washing business. And and uh, so when this came about, I think it was just you know Joe's meant something to me my entire life, um, or since we've known each other, and just being able to work together was you know even not being on the same shift, um, knowing that we were chasing the same goal and uh, affecting the same people. Uh, it was just awesome. Yeah, but, you know, it was a, a big dream, really. And I didn't know if it would happen, but we said, hey, we just, let's just go through it. And if we just stay the course, I, I think we'll make it happen. And and then thank God it did. And it was it was pretty cool to see once we both both got hired. So in this profession, most people stay a very long time for a multitude of reasons. Why did you decide to leave earlier than other people do? Yeah, I think there was a, a multitude of reasons. Um, one of them being that the the basketball side of things just got to be get to a point where it was overtaking my time outside of work and even when I was on the job um, and becoming a relatively new paramedic at the time. It just was a lot to handle. Uh, it started impacting my family um, in ways that I didn't think would and impacting myself um, in, in kind of some negative ways and, and really got to a point where I was allowing some unhealthy habits to, to kind of take over. I think, you know, people here can relate at times um, where you just want to escape uh, what you see. Um, and I wasn't taking that time away from work because I was going straight to basketball for, for three or four of the four days. So just had to make a choice for my family and for myself um, and and chose to, to step away. And obviously since then, um, some other things have happened. So And we'll talk about that. Yeah. Joe, was that hard to see Jordan go through that? Yeah, it was hard, but I knew it, it, it was it was what was right. And he's a pretty smart man. And so I, I knew, uh, regardless of the decision he made, that everything would work out and it would be for the betterment of him and his family. And I think the good thing, to see is that he started feeling better because he could kind of simplify his life. But it also gave me a good perspective because I could see him change to say, Hey, this is how you used to be in certain parts of your life. And some of that is lost when you're on the job and you don't know it because this job does affect you a little bit. So now it's good to get that perspective from someone that you're close to that has stepped away from the job mm. and he can look at you and say, Hey, this is how it's changed me. And these are things that I had to go through or things that I can see in you now. How do you think this job has affected you? Well, you know, a lot of the times 
I don't know if I can tell if it's affected me. You don't, you don't see it until, until you're away from it, I think, sometimes. Uh, just, you know, lack of sleep, things of that sort. Mm-hmm. I think the big thing is there's a lot of calls that do affect you. You just don't realize that they do. I don't think a lot of calls have affected me, but I think they probably are. And I just haven't recognized that. Which leads us to Revital, Hmm. Colorado. Yeah. The group that you started Mm -hmm. because you're very aware of how the job affects people and it sounds like you wanted to do something about it. So can you tell people what you've started? Yeah, you know, Revital Colorado is is, um, based around support and purpose. Um, You know, I think throughout my journey, once stepping away and and just seeing, like he said, that self-awareness, uh, where my wife had told me things had changed. I was irritable. I was emotionally disconnected and I just blew it off and, and was like, no, that's, that's not true. Um, and then I actually watching other guys still on the job that, uh, during, during the time when I was away, helping them through some of that or attempting to help them through some of that, just kind of wanted to, to provide a platform where guys could get away um revitalize mind body and spirit is really what it's about but really just connecting and and building relationships and and hopefully supporting them in as many ways as we can um one of them centered around just being in the outdoors and that was something that for me i had gotten away from i loved fly fishing i loved golfing i loved those things but i let my other job um take me away from some of that and I could see that's where kind of those therapeutic outlets that we have, that we all have, that we enjoy, that I let go of and, and trying to bring that back and, and just provide platforms for guys to get out and maybe hang with a guy that, that they wouldn't normally hang out with outside of work and just be able to talk because being able to share your perspective with somebody who gets it um, is huge. Are you trying to get the conversation started? Are people not communicating about what they're going through? You know, it's not forced, and that's the great thing about this and about the outdoors is natural conversations just occur when you're outside, when you're away from your cell phones, when you're away from, so to speak, reality. Uh, Conversation just happens. So I wouldn't say that it's not because conversations aren't happening, Mm -hmm. even though I do think we can do a better job as as firefighters to talk about what we see and how we deal with it. but really, we don't force it on this stuff. It just it just happens. So you went out into the wilderness, and that's not something you, you no. found yourself. No, <laughs> no. So we uh, yeah we went on a little float trip um, a little while ago, and I always laugh because I tell people I've I don't go west of Wadsworth, <laughs> <laughs> so that's about as true. far as mountains as I get to. So it, it was uh, it was it was a lot of fun to to go and float down the Colorado river and just how it looks and and just hanging out and eating some food and catching some fish, something that I've never done. And so it was just great to be a part of that and and to learn something new and kind of realize, Hey, I need to step out of my comfort zone. And this is something that I would love to do again and again and again. And so it was well, well worth a trip for me. In the past podcast I've done, we have kind of skirted around what you guys see. Mm-hmm. You know, we always say, oh, I know you guys see some really tough stuff. I feel like you guys 
it may be time mm -hmm. that we let people know what you guys see. Mm -hmm. If why are why are your group why is it necessary? Could you kind of fill us in yeah. with what you're comfortable with? Yeah. And why you need why you need this? Yeah, I'll be honest. Uh, you know, like Joe said, I, I I didn't think a lot of the calls were affecting me. Um but I knew there were a few that I was really holding on to. Um, and the ones that affected me most were the kids. Um, and, and early into, after I got out of paramedic school and was working on the streets, uh, I had three uh, young kids die right in front of my eyes. Um, and I held on to that because I, I think in our profession, we always were problem solvers. We feel like we can solve everything. We feel like we should be able to save everyone, so to speak, even though we know that's not reality. Um, but I felt hopeless. I felt helpless in those moments. And it was really difficult for me to go home and then see my own kids knowing that this family won't see their kids anymore. Um, and even though that the, the reports and the doctors told me there's nothing you could have done for these, these children, so to speak, um, it, it's, it impacted me and it affected me to the point where, I was struggling just to, to interact with my own kids at home throughout those, those brief periods of time. Um, so I would say, you know, we see a lot from, mm -hmm. you know, dead bodies on the street to gunshot wounds to just the, uh, the way drugs and alcohol are rampant in our area here to the, the kids, the kids calls. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's hard to tell people what you've seen because there's some of the things that, that you've seen that you you probably wouldn't believe it if you didn't see it it's more so man this is i thought this was only being in movies or something mm -hmm. so i think it's that's part of it you know just people losing limbs and upset family members or running on people who you just see deteriorate over time whether it's there's nothing they can do about it or there is and they're fighting the good fights uh, I, I think Part of the other thing is too is throughout someone's career i mean i can I, I don't even know the number of how many dead bodies i have seen now mm -hmm. I, I couldn't even tell you and i'm nine years into it so i could imagine if someone goes 25 30 35 years the amount of death that person has seen is a lot and it's probably more death than anyone really should see. Yeah. And so how do you cope with that? So I feel like mental health is finally being less of a taboo mm -hmm. subject. Sure. Um, but it's still not 100%. I definitely think it's made some strides. Are you finding that people just really want to talk about it, but they never felt like in a comfortable spot to do it? And that's yeah, what guys are doing. And I don't want to interrupt you, Jay, but I no. think I think part of it is um, people do want to talk about it. Uh, they want to talk about it with people who are like them. I just believe that a lot of people don't think that other people are going through those same things, when in reality, a lot of us are probably really going through all of those things. So they're just, they don't feel comfortable sharing it because maybe they'll feel judged or something of that sort, which I really don't believe that to be true at all. It's just that's one thing I think, me personally even, something I had to, to get over. 
Yeah, I think you hit it on the head. I mean, that that stigma, you know, we always talk about it around here because this is a progressive fire department, but there is still a negative stigma surrounding, you know, talking about what you feel or what you see. or um, And part of it is because we're portrayed, and I think the identity of firemen and police officers is the macho, you know, mentality, so to speak, where, where we have to be on all the time. Uh, but what I think what people are finding out is, it's it's not healthy and it's not uh, a way to deal with it. And if you can just, you know, even for a couple hours, talk to a buddy of yours or somebody else that you think understands what you're going through, you find that other guys are in the same same shoes. Um, and, it, and it's neat once you come through that because now you have that connection um, and, and that relationship built to where call them up on the phone the next time it happens. What are some of the positives? So Revital has a couple months. I guess you've been in kind of full swing. Yeah, September we really started, okay. kicked off. And mostly right now with Adams County Fire Rescue yeah. firefighters just to kind of get mm. the program going. Mm-hmm. What are some of the, and I, we talked about this earlier, some yeah. things that you were like, wow, I didn't see this coming, I yeah. guess, some positives. I think just some of the guys that have signed up for outings that I would maybe not have thought would have signed up for certain events. Um, but I think, like we talked about earlier, some of the conversations that have occurred this early on, I was not expecting. Um, Cause I came into this, like, I'm not going to push, I'm not going to pry. Um, and it really some of the outings, it hasn't even been me. It's been, you know, two other guys sitting in a golf cart or um, out shooting clays that are talking about things. And then they'll share with me what they talked about. So that's been super neat to, to see and, and uh, just the engagement with it so far. What are some of the things you've done with guys? So we've, you know, like Joe said, we float trip down the Colorado River a couple mm-hmm. times. Um, my parents hosted a, a ATV outing, scenic ATV trip. Um, we've done some clay shooting, Colorado clays, Kiowa. Uh, my wife has hosted some spouse outings of craft nights. Um, we're, we're looking at doing some two- and three-day retreats at some ranches coming up. Oh, cool. Um, pickleball up at the stable just mm-hmm. you know anything to, to to just provide a platform where guys can get away for whether it's a day or a couple hours so you're in it now while he's running revital what are you hearing the feedback most people that have gone on the trips you know they, they've really enjoyed it mm-hmm. uh, whether it was like i said fishing golfing and i think part of that is because they now realize that you're not going and it's not a I'm your therapist talk to me type of situation if a conversation occurs it does if it doesn't then it doesn't right. and that's okay and and I think because of that uh, there have been multiple people that have came back and gone to different things because they're like man this this is fun you're hanging out with guys outside of work which is healthy we've had some talks maybe we haven't had any talks but uh, you know no one's pressuring anyone to speak on anything they don't want to and if you want to just come out and have a good time and and people are having a good time because you're 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 doing fun things you know is this pretty innovative for what you know is going on out there you know i think in the in the first responder realm it is um but this is something that the military vets have been doing for quite a while um vale veterans program uh team river runner who we have a, a individual here at Adams County that's involved with that. So there's other organizations, Healing Waters. They've been doing things like this for um, vets that come back, right. uh, disabled vets, things like that. Uh, but 
this really that's kind of what what brought me to this point is I said there's there's not much being done in this realm for first responders. I think part of it is it's it's easy for the public to um, understand PTSD from war, right? Mm-hmm. Or or military side. It's not necessarily common knowledge for them to understand the emotional, you know, roller coaster and the sleep deprivation and the way that that changes um, behavior amongst first responders. What's the ultimate goal for Revital Colorado? I think just to, to provide as much support as we can. I think in the times that we're in with uh, the political environment and uh, defunding the police and, and the talks that are going on, first responders need more um, support and encouragement to be able to do the jobs that they do on a daily basis. And we just want to provide that in, in a multitude of ways. And we hope to expand um, our opportunities for guys and gals. Um, but I think if we're providing support and helping essentially provide purpose in life, um, that's the goal. Long term, how crucial is, if, if Revato Colorado succeeds in this, how crucial is that to the, your career? You're young, right? I yeah. mean, if this starts now, can you see it being so beneficial to the rest of your way? Uh, oh, I think absolutely, because I truly believe in it. And, and, and if it continues to grow, which I have no doubt it will, more people will be on board. And then when rookies get hired and stuff like that, that will just be the thing to do. It's mm-hmm. not. It's just going to be like anything else you do at Firehouse. It's, it will just be part of the career. And so I think it'll it'll hit them when they're earlier in their career, and then they won't know any different. And it really will benefit them throughout. Plus, I think just as far as helping people with their spouses, like I said, there's some spouses. Uh, events for spouses, craft night, this and that. But I think eventually it will grow and you're going to get those outings. What if it's fly fishing or shooting clay where, man, uh, we're taking three couples. So now yeah. it's it's husband and wife or whatever, and they get to go do these float trips together and fish mm. and this and that. And I think it'll grow to that. And it's good to get couples out doing things they're not normally used to doing, wives, husbands, all of that. So it's going to grow to that and it'll benefit tremendously yeah, i think we want to help provide longevity in the career longevity in your relationships mm-hmm. um and that's the key yeah i think it's going to be wildly successful and i think it is already so before i let you guys go um would anybody want to make a nuggets prediction i mean i feel like we got to get right back to hoops, right <laughs> i'm gonna end this thing on, on hoops yeah i mean i think i think the nuggets have a chance to go back uh, to at least uh the Western Finals. Uh, so that's my prediction. They'll go to the Western Finals. Now, what they do after that, I'm not sure with trades, right. people being healthy. But with what they have now, and if they keep playing, if Murray keeps playing how he is, and yeah. I absolutely think uh, they're a player or two away uh, from being able to win uh, NBA Finals. So if out there in our uh, listenership, if you think that um, Joe Chancho sounds like a sports broadcaster, it's because that was your major in college. So, I mean, that's kind of a natural thing right there. Yeah, if it is, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, um, okay. solid. I would agree. I, I think they have uh, the pieces to to go back and potentially even, you know, have an, have an upset if they're not the number one seed. Oh, God, I hope so. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you before uh, we let you go. Mm-hmm. Do you do you want to 
talk about where you can find Revital Colorado if there's first responders. Uh, you know, I know it's just Adams yeah. County Fire right now, but yeah. long term. Yeah, I think we are uh, about two months away from finalizing our app that's in the design phase right now. Mm -hmm. um, so that once that's out, you know, it'll be on Apple, on Google. People can download it. For now, go to the website, revitalcolorado.org. Um, you know, and like you said, for the first four to six months that we're doing this, we're, we're focused on Adams County. We're focused on the people that I love and, and want to show support to, but eventually it'll be to the point where people can download the app and, and engage with us that way. Great. Thanks you guys for being with me on with me. And I, I'm pretty sure we're going to have another podcast. Yeah, I think so. Thank you. Oh, I yeah. hope so. Yeah. Thank right. you. Medic 11. Engine 11. You've been listening to The Fireline. Emergency traffic, emergency traffic. A podcast by Adams County Fire Rescue. Adams County Update. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Roger, we've ordered two more rescues for you. And check out our webpage, acfpd.org, for more on the services we offer, fire prevention information, and how to become a firefighter at Adams County Fire Rescue. Medic 11. Thanks for listening, and please stay safe. Ah.